Ah, back again. Oh, what a beautiful Tuesday evening it is, huh, folks? I don't know what it's like where you guys live, but uh, here where I am, sun is shining. Sun is still up right now, shining. Good clear day, blue skies. I'm up here and in a very dark attic, uh, stowed away from it all, wearing a uh, just got out of the shower, wearing a dirty robe. Uh, they're wearing this stinky old robe. I've been wearing it every day since I got out of the shower. I don't know why I'm doing this. I should just probably clean this thing. I mean, it can't smell good, fresh still. Seems counterintuitive to get out of the shower and put on this dirty robe I've worn like 15 times in a row on this beautiful sunny day while I'm in the room in my house with the with the smallest amount of natural lighting. But, yeah, you know. Honestly, this thing smells like sunscreen. Why the fuck would it smell like sunscreen? It doesn't really make any sense. Oh, well, anyways. Uh, here I am. I'm back again. Decided to give this another whack. I finally uh, built up, snowballed enough material over the course of doing nothing where I felt it was worthwhile to get back in here and uh, just do a little update, do a little check-in. You know, because... Uh, we might be looking at a time pretty soon here where we got some states opening up. Uh, you know, and my state might might be doing it soon. I'm not I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm still just uh, just watching all these through through all of this through all of this just watching all these old timers still continue to exist without changing anything out in the world. You know, just like being a being a eighty year old guy that smokes cigarettes and is a drunk, just walking around, no face protection, just still just getting as close to humanly possible to everyone that they interact with. I'm feeling a little bit conflicted here, because you know I feel like I want to be rewarded for doing the right thing, but also, uh, you know, I don't want old people to be. I don't want those people to be punished. It's a horrible thing to wish upon somebody. Uh, but I'm just saying I've gotten no reward. And also there's appeared to, for, for a lot of those people, there appears to be no punishment. So it just kind of seems like it's a wash at the end. And they were going around living their living their normal lives, smoking a bunch of cigarettes and, and shaking people's hands. And, and I made some big changes over here. And I'm not getting any, uh, I mean, I guess my reward is not being sick. But I'm not seeing any of those people get sick either. Just a big tease to me to see some... I mean, it was before to see some old elderly man who has lived his entire life just, uh, just the only thing he he was accountable for was smoking cigarettes and drinking. It just seems not fair. It's just like it's not easy, you know. You have to you have to stop doing those things because you, you don't live a long and healthy life. You I see all these elderly decrepit people out there who are still working on like cast iron boilers and stuff like that. Not easy work. Yeah, just smoking and drinking. It just seems such a, like such an easy life, you know? The guys I work with are like that, too. I just don't... So, really, what is my prize for being being a good member of society? For taking care of myself and others around me? What? Where do I benefit? Right? When uh, those guys could do whatever the fuck they want and apparently have the same outcome physically mentally and financially as i do as someone who you know uh was actively not smoking cigarettes to be healthier uh actively tries not to uh drink too often 
just has those things in mind, you know, when I could just be a, a bush light swilling maniac, just, just, I could be drunk, uh, if I get home at 5.30, I could be drunk by 6, stay drunk until I go to bed at 10, and smoke an entire pack of cigarettes, and just literally not think or give a shit about anything or anyone else, right? I'm a single guy, got no kids, got no dependents. How come they get away with it? Why do they get away with it? I wonder, what's what's the secret? Just being some drunk, drunk old guy, sitting down and listening to fucking, I don't know, my old John Denver albums, right? Sounds kind of nice. Country roads, take me home. As you light up your, your 15th cigarette, since you put it, since you flipped it to side B, cracking open your sixth bush light beer. Man, doesn't sound doesn't sound that bad. Sounds a lot easier at the very least. Sounds like the the the, the one of the easiest easy going. Maybe that's why those guys live so long. They got no stress. They don't put any expectations on themselves. They just fucking need enough money for beer and cigarettes, and then and to be able to consume them. And that's it. Seems pretty easy. John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. You know the thing about the Rocky Mountains is. Uh, you know, because everyone's always talking about what the biggest, mightiest mountain range on the entire globe is. The thing about the Rocky Mountains is a mountain range like that, it's only getting bigger. They're young, they're strong, they're still growing. You know, the, the Alps over in Europe are weak, crumbling. They're in decay. They're on the decline, the Alps, you know? They're, they're not getting any bigger and stronger. The, the Rocky Mountains are getting bigger and stronger by the day. A little bit larger, a little bit bigger, sure, not much. But, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and that's the stupid analogy when you're talking about mountains, because no matter how long it took to make Rome, I'm sure it didn't take anywhere close to what it means to make a mountain range. Uh, so that, you know, that, that, that old folksy saying doesn't really apply here, but you guys get what I'm saying. Those Rocky Mountains, they're, they're still big and strong. That's the mountain range we boast. I'm not sure about the Appalachians where they lie on the young buck scale for uh, mountains. Also, I'm attributing a gender to mountain ranges, which is, I don't know, it just seems strong and powerful. Typically, society would label that as male, right? So I'm going to do the same. Big, strong, young buck mountains, those Rockies. Oh, boy. What else has I been pondering over here? Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, I'm still lamenting the loss of cigarettes, because I wouldn't stop talking about that for the first fucking, whatever, five minutes. Uh, but, I don't know, I've, uh, I've been trying to keep my brain sharp during these times, since I can't, you know, play music enough. That was my main mental activity. I have the kind of job that, like, a really smart chimp could, could do pretty well. I mean, there's a lot of phone answering and, and talking, that'd probably be where the chimp, uh, would it have the most trouble but as far as like the actual physically moving things the chimp would excel much more than i i do so he'd have me beat on that uh i guess we could send the chimp out in like the the delivery truck he'd be a lot better even than the guy that we have now i say those things could move some weight those chimpanzees but um hmm Oh, seltzer's nice. Now, I've been eating a lot of soup. It just feels right. When you're living in uh, lean times like this, I just go straight to soup every time. 
I'm not talking canned soup because that's not... You're not getting bang for your buck if you're going the canned soup route. I hate to burst anyone's bubble out there, but you know what? Put in the work, put in the time. Make yourself a nice, big-ass fucking pot of soup. You're going to eat that shit all week. What do you get for one can of Campbell's? That's like over a buck? Two bucks? Four bucks if you go to one of those fancy local boutique stores? No, it's a waste of your money. What you want is you want volume. Remember, quantity over quality in these times. Which is where I, you know, I was born in that ideal. In that ideal. Quantity over quality always. You know, I was trying to, here I was spending all this time before um, a pandemic hit. Trying to rid myself of, of that ideal. That I just need more of something versus something uh, less that's of, of something that's higher quality. Because it was deeply ingrained in there. And everyone's like, hey Jake, you know, you're... You're not a homeless guy. You can get yourself something a little bit nicer than that. You could buy yourself something here and there, you know. But I never, I've been trying to rid myself of that. And now I've just fallen, I've embraced it totally. And it makes perfect sense for these, for these trying times, these modern times of social distancing. You want quantity over quality. Even if you don't know how to make soup, it's fucking easy. Boil some water, throw whatever the fuck you want in there. I don't care. It doesn't matter. As long as it gets cooked, and then you could eat it and suck down the broth for the most nutrients. Then you know you got to drink the broth too. This is we're making soup here, people. This isn't science. You can throw whatever the fuck you want in there. Boil some bones down until the, the water turns a different color. You got yourself a broth there, brother. Suck down that marrow. Get yourself all that iron and essential fats and oils that you need to go to work and sell cast iron broilers the next day, right? It's good for your brain, too. It's like a little puzzle. You throw whatever the fuck you want in there. Anything that's about to go bad, throw it in that water, boil the fucking shit out of it, and then put it in a bowl and eat it. It's that easy. I'm telling you. I've been souping it up. I'm literally just like, I'm just trying to eat a bunch of boiled soups, and, and, you know, I have like a slice of bread with it. I'm pretty much on what I've coined the British orphan diet. Where I'm just eating like pea soup and, and stale bread. I'm on that Oliver uh, old-timey British orphan diet right now. And uh, I might write a book about it. Who knows? It would probably get some some desperate people out there on the British orphan diet. It'll work for you, I'll tell you. But, oof, boy, you better make sure you don't travel anywhere where there's not a bathroom in sight. Because there's something about those peas. Eating massive quantities of peas. It's pretty much like eating baby food. My diet is very similar to an infant's right now, except for the bread. Well, I do dunk it in the soup, so, you know, it's pretty much baby food at that point, too. I have to soften it up with the moisture of the soup. I can't handle the, well, it's a little stale. I still can't handle the crunch and dunking it in soup. Yeah, I, I, a toothless man could be uh, could be on the same wave as me right now. Just boiling a bunch of shit and eating it with a slice of bread. It's good, and here's what I was thinking, because I've been, obviously, since I've been making so much soup, or stews, whatever you might call it, no chowders, no chowders, these are lean times, you can't be, we can't afford chowder, there's no chowder out here right now, lean times, we're not wasting our resources with fancy fishes and seafoods and expensive dairy products, no sir, water and whatever is left over on the cutting board, that's what I'm doing, so, uh, yeah, I was thinking about reheating soup because where I work, you know, we got a toaster oven and we got a microwave. 
toaster oven, big bonus. Always a big fan of toaster ovens. You put your bread, you put your, your sandwiches and shit in there. Beautiful pizza, whatever. Some people eat pizza every fucking day. They're on that Ninja Turtle diet. Not me. I'm on the I'm on the British Orphan diet. I'm eating soup. Can't put that in a toaster oven. It's not gonna work. So I gotta use the microwave. And I was thinking of all the different soups I'm making, every single one has a different reheat time, right? Right. So it gets me thinking. Your soup. It depends. What well, what is the factor that makes your soup reheat faster or slower? Right. It's the hardiness of the soup. Now we all say hardy, but no one until right now with me has ever developed an official scale as to what hardy means. When you're calling something hardy, there's no tangible scale for hardiness, right? I'm going to be the guy that makes that scale. How hardy is your soup? We'll call them hardy units or whatever. I don't know. HDs. I don't know what to call them. I'll come up with some kind of, uh, you know, or maybe a Jake Doherty units. I could take a. Uh, this whole scale is going to be like my version of the Dewey Decimal System, so I'll call it like the Doherty Hardiness System or the Doherty Soup Register. I think all the either of those is a fair name to put on it. I came up with it. It's my idea. I deserve credit for it. So on the Jacob Doherty scale of soup hardiness, it's going to be measured in how long it takes to microwave one cup of that soup to... 186 degrees Fahrenheit, which in my opinion is the ideal soup temperature if you're going to be eating soup. You want it, you know, you don't want it boiling, but you want it fucking hot. So, however long it takes to microwave that cup, that is the unit of measurement it gets, you know? If it takes you three minutes, you got uh, three HD soup on your hands. It's a very hearty soup. It's an extremely hearty soup. You got your split peas up there. You got your really hearty stews with large chunks of meat in it, right? Then you scale it down towards like your your one hearty unit. You're looking at some really flimsy soup here. Like you're pretty much digesting water. That's like your misos. You know that weird soup you get at the uh, sushi places that just tastes like. I've heard some people say it tastes like bacon. To me, uh, it always had more of a foot flavor to it. You know. Uh, but yeah, you're looking at your real watery soup. This is real watery soup, all right? Or you're like your 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 junky Campbell's that doesn't have a lot of uh, ingredients in it, okay? And then that could scale up and down from there. So, with that being said, with this unit, with the signature Jacob Doherty soup measurement scale, I'm trademarking it. No one fucking don't go around my back and try and steal it. I have ways of finding out who you people are, all right? That's not true, but call my bluff, I dare you. That's it, taking more sips of water. Then, you'll be able to determine how much soup someone has by how long they have it in the microwave, right? Or how much soup you ate. If someone, because you can't just say a bowl of soup, that's subjective. That's like saying I ate a salad for lunch. Some people, a salad is, you know... Uh, just a bowl of lettuce and some tomatoes in there, maybe like a, in a small amount of dressing. Some people eat it dry. To some people, a salad is, uh, you know, fills a fucking fruit punch bowl and it's topped with a bunch of steak and crispy onions and uh, tortilla chips. Sounds delicious, but you know, you get my point. Like that's a, that's a heck of a difference in salad there. Soup, I feel the same, the same way with. Some people eat a small, some people eat soup out of a mug. 
oh, I had soup for lunch, you know. Well, how much soup did you have? Uh, you know, I had about uh, I had about two minutes worth of soup. It was a, it was on the two, it was a it was a two hearty on the hearty scale, and I had two minutes worth of it. Oh, okay. Well, that that's a see. I ate five minutes worth of mine. That's why I'm not hungry, and you're starving over here, right? So this is an enormous uh, this is gonna be an enormous groundbreaking new scale that's really gonna revolutionize the way that. Uh, People talk about how their their soup consumption in general. Um, so probably nobody. But hey, you know what? What else am I supposed to think of? I had to I had to come up with some kind of new idea here, right? And I've been eating so much soup that naturally it just it just landed on that. I mean, I don't know. I gotta find something to do besides. I've been looking for I'll play. I ever like everyone like playlists on Spotify because apparently any fucking any uh, average Joe with a Spotify account could just make a playlist and it's public for everyone to listen to. So I've just been like endlessly finding new new ones on there and everything because they're just endless and I, I have it on all day at work. So I'm just listening to Spotify the whole time. And uh, God forbid I listen to one of my band songs. No fucking thank you. I'd rather some, some complete stranger put together a playlist for me that is just filled with a bunch of stuff that either I've never heard of or I know and dislike. But I got a kick out of it, you know, like this, this, uh, there's this really good playlist I've been digging, which is, uh, I think it's called like a steel, steel drum explosion or something like that. But in, from what I've listened to so far, it appears to be just a bunch of instrumental steel drum covers. You guys know what steel drums sound like, right? That real Caribbean, like ding, 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 ding. It kind of sounds like a xylophone. So just a bunch of steel drum instrumental covers of, uh, just like, Shaggy songs, um, you know, UB40, whatever the fuck they've been. Does that red red wine song? Uh, definitely like a Mambo Number no. Five on there. For those of you who remember that that uh, classic number one radio hit, a little bit of Monica. It's all songs like that, and covered strictly solely on a steel drum. It's it's a wonderful playlist. Uh, maybe I'll post a, a hyperlink when I uh, add this add this on if anyone's even listening anymore if everyone forgot about me probably no one ever followed me on twitter either just saying just saying just saying oh man what else i've been doing besides eating soup eating a lot of soup i've been doing a lot of dishes gotta have a bowl every time i eat some of that soup right been doing a lot of dishes and uh you know, I'm not going to complain about doing dishes here because that's an awfully pedestrian thing for an artist like myself to complain about. But one thing I noticed is about the uh, about dish soap. I don't know if you people out there ever gave a, a deeper thought to your dish soap, uh, you know, uh, which company you use or just about dish soap in general. Is that, uh, First of all, it's totally one of those things where, you know, the brand you buy makes a difference, right? Because you want a lot of suds for a little bit of, a little bit of sub, a little dash will do you. That's what you want on the sponge. Sud, 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 suds away. Fucking set it and forget it. Your dishes are done. You didn't have to keep going back, hitting the bottle over and over again, right? Like a drunk that didn't get enough the first time. So, uh, I would say, you know, personally... And I'm not being sponsored by Dawn, but Dawn, if you're listening, I would say Dawn is the best dish soap. You get your most, the most suds for the, for uh, you know whatever you can fit on your sponge. It gives you the most suds. 
But one thing I find disturbing about, uh, hopefully Dawn stopped listening after I asked them to sponsor me and they'll send me a check in the mail and they're not listening anymore, is that, uh, do, do you realize what they're advertising when they have like the, like they're, they always have a picture of like a little baby seal or a little baby duck on the, on the front of it, right? And that's not because uh, people think little baby ducks and little baby seals are cute. Well, in a, like, uh, in a weird roundabout way it is. But like I just find it so insane. Everyone knows too. It's no secret that, that you know they use Dawn dish soap to clean up wildlife after like horrific oil spills and bodies of water. Which is, you know, obviously it's always a fucking global tragedy whenever something like that happens. And they, they use, because Dawn is whatever, uh, gentle enough to clean a little duckling, clean the filthy crude oil off of a little duckling that was just caught in a, you know, in its home essentially that we flooded with a bunch of fucking fossil fuels all of a sudden out of nowhere. But the disturbing portion of that is that uh, catastrophic oil spills are so frequent that we all know what that means. They don't put an advertisement underneath that says, uh, uh, safe for wildlife, or we clean wildlife with oil spills, or uh, oil spill cleanup approved. They just put the duck on there, they put the seal on there, and we know what it means. Because apparently oil spills happen so frequently that we all already know not only that they happen frequently and that those animals are affected by them, but that Dawn is the specific soap that is used to clean said animals after the natural disaster happens. Not the, a, one of many natural disasters happen. So it's kind of a really grim marketing uh, ploy if you think about it. I mean, the, it has a hopeful, on the front it's hopeful, but it, the undertones are very dark. How many oil spills have happened where we all just collectively know as a society that when we see a baby duck on that, they're just like, oh, but that thing was covered in oil. Oh, man, they get they get fucked up whenever oil spills all over the place and then, you know, in their natural environment. Thank God for Dawn, clean up them little critters that we had covered in crude oil. Jesus Christ. I mean, it just kind of, uh, I think it's, interesting but you know a lot of people don't, don't think past just the fact that it cleans their dishes well and that's fine too dawn you're a fine dish soap company i mean you know ill it's not your fault that oil companies spill oil all over the fucking place you just happen to have a product that's good at cleaning up the wildlife afterwards so so hats off to you dawn and my dishes are they they've they, they've remained clean and spotless thanks to you thank you very much oh, i got nothing my brain just feels that my creative juices are, uh, they're good. They're disappearing faster and faster. I don't know. I just, I just want to play video games now. I've been playing a lot of video games. RPGs in particular, role-playing games. All right. For all of you out there that are listening to this, if you don't happen to be my mother, I'm sure you all know about video games. Looking on here for some weird indie underground podcast. You can't fool me. All you people out there, you probably fucking love RPGs and video games. I just love the fact that when you enter one of those games, you essentially uh, just get to be this 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 huge fucking hero from the rip. Which, I mean, who couldn't get addicted to that feeling, you know? You walk around life, you wake up every morning, you wake up tired, you go into work, you know, you're, you're, you're three minutes late, 
some guy yells at you at the phone and you know you just go through that's how you start your day you're going through you know you you eat this shitty fucking british orphan lunch you packed for yourself halfway through the day and that's not satisfying pretty much just wait to clock back in finish out your day uh you probably get yelled at a couple more times you go home you know what do you get there you go home, you take off, you gotta hop in the shower, wash the COVID-19 off of your body and get dinner started. You know, that's not that's no fun. By the time you're done with that, yeah, no one's presented you with any fantastic sword. No one calls you a hero. The only people that get called heroes these days are those goddamn whiny teachers. They always need to be, they always need attention, you know. It's just like, uh, they just constantly need attention and to be reaffirmed that they're there and they matter, you know. It's just like, it's just like the, the, like, like the this I don't know cancer cancer needs to always be on the forefront of everyone's minds you know when this when this pandemic started happening I've seen a bunch of stuff where everyone was was just like oh did we forget about cancer all of a sudden we get one bad virus going around a global pandemic now all of a sudden we forgot about cancer cancer's real guys cancer's yeah we fucking understand that we all know it's obvious it's been going on forever it's never going to stop but yeah. I forgot what I was saying. There was a huge bang that just came from downstairs and it totally fucking. Now I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Video games. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's not anyone there to call you a hero. No one says. No angel comes down in your dreams and tells you you're the chosen one. You don't find some secret weapon in some cavern. You don't even see a cavern throughout your day to day life. You know how many caverns you find in those kind of fucking games? Of course it feels good. Everyone's looking to you to be a leader. Good lord, I don't remember any time in which people looked to me to be a leader. I just feel powerful. Godlike. You just respawn after you die. God, I would live so recklessly if if any one of you could just if you were guaranteed to just respawn to any like any particular time in your life after you died, how reckless would you, would people be living? How reckless would you be living? I feel like I would, I would still try not to live that recklessly because I do want to see what happens next, I suppose. But I'd be living a lot more reckless than I am right now. You know, I'd probably try something crazy like, uh, I don't know, I'd go on like one of them big fast roller coasters or something. Maybe not be less afraid to fly. Probably hang around in dark, I'd probably try buying more drugs in the middle of the night in urban areas is probably what I would do. Because, you know. If you get the drugs, that's cool. Uh, doesn't matter if the drugs kill you, that'd be cool too. Or if some, some guy kills you too, it's cool, man. You're just going to respawn and then be like, oh, the drug thing was a bad idea. But, you know, hey, that was an experience. I learned from it. Now I get to move on. Versus in real life, that, that saying does not apply to when, you're, uh, when your mistake leads to death. You don't get to learn from it. You die and you don't move on. But, damn, that got... I didn't mean that in a grim way. I'm, I'm being, I'm trying to be light here. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Okay, I'm gonna go play some uh, keyboard or something. I gotta, I gotta move on here. I'm rapidly running out of stuff to say. Well, uh, thanks everyone for sticking with me during these trying times of um, social distancing and and whatnot. Uh, I gotta go see what with all that loud fucking banging is downstairs because it's very distracting. And uh, I talk to you soon. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Big Snake at Big Snake at Big Snake. 
Hang on, let me double check that because I can't remember if it's the if the the word the is in there. I don't think it is. Oh boy, this is unprofessional, huh? No, who gives a fuck? No one listens. There's you don't need to be professional in a podcast. You do uh, in a robe from your attic. That's just it's ridiculous that everyone thinks you need. Yeah, okay, never mind. To all that, it's none of those things I gave you. It's at snake underscore doherty that snake like the slithering animal underscore d-o-h-e-r-t-y please i'm begging someone become my 46th follower thank you and goodbye